0: love on young Parker today and now we're sending him out into a world that is uh, evil and full of sin and full of uh, every kind of thing imaginable except for the love of God. But we know God that uh, here in the house of God he can find the comfort and the peace that only comes from your throne. Just Just as Hannah gave Samuel to you and raised him in the house of God. We pray that Tammy and Nathaniel will raise Parker in the house of God, and we have no doubt that that will be uh, what will be accomplished. And now we place him in your hands and ask for your protection. Keep him from harm and danger, from diseases that are prevalent in the world today. Keep him from any narcotic or any tobacco, any alcohol that would destroy his mind. from any drugs that would destroy his mind. Lord, he is yours now, and we entrust him into your hands, and we know that you have loaned him to us to bring a smile and happiness and joy into our lives. And now he is yours, and we ask that you would guard him and guide him safely and truly in your love and mercy. We pray these things in the greatest name that is above every name. In the name Jesus. of Jesus Christ. In Jesus. And we all said amen.
1: Amen. Praise God.
0: And He slept through it all.
1: Alright, let's pray for Tammy and Nathaniel today. God, we love You today. We thank You, Savior, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, and for Your blessings. Thank you, God, for blessing us with a healthy baby. We pray, God, that you bless Tammy and Nathaniel today, Lord, to raise this child in the house of God, in the fear of God, Lord. Give them wisdom from heaven in making decisions, doing the right thing, God. We'll give you all the praise and all the glory. We realize, Lord, without you we can do nothing, God, in our faith and our confidence and our hope and our trust is in you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. And bless, these grandparents. bless the grandparents. We know without a shadow of a doubt that Parker's going to have two sets of grandparents. It's going to be world-class grandparents. <laughs> and, uh, so what about the great we, uh, <laughs> we need them to hurry up and have another one where he will not be just so rotten you can't even stand to be around him. And that being said, remember this, church, that there is an obligation that we have to every child that when they become of age and they do things to get on your nerves or they do something that they should not do, that this house of God should be a place of safety, a place of hope, a place of protection. That everything that is said and everything that is done is to bring glory to this house And let them know that this is a place where they'll find love. It's not in the school that they're going to find love and direction. It's in the house of God. Amen. It's not in the local tavern that they're going to find friends. It's going to be in the house of God. So let this place to every young person and every child always be a place where, hey, I know they got my back. I know they're on my side. I know they love me. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Thank you, Brother Frazier. Congratulations on a good-looking grandson. I think he's about the prettiest baby ever born.
2: bloods my soul. Now something happened, and now I know He touched me, and He made me whole. Oh, yes, He touched me, oh. So oh. made me whole. Well, I will never cease to praise Him, and I'll shout it while eternity's roll. Oh, yes, He touched me. ¡Gracias! So will something wonderful happen? And now I know he touched me and he made.
0: Brother Looper, Brother Looper, preach to
1: us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Round number two. Amen. Again, we say thank you for everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. Lord bless you. Why don't all of our home folks give our visitors a good hand clout today? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Want to remind you tonight. Tonight, after service, we will be having a birthday celebration for Sister Armstrong. She is not but 90 years old. And we're going to celebrate her birthday tonight. Amen. So remember that. There will be sandwiches and things at the gym after service. So we're going to go over there and help her celebrate. Also, business meeting tomorrow night. At 7 o'clock, Monday night here uh, in the church auditorium at 7 o'clock. So remember that. And uh, there will be uh, February the 28th at 6.30. The young marrieds will be going to Catfish Cabin. And there is a sign-up sheet on the welcoming desk. You please need to sign up for that and uh, allow them to know how many uh, seats they need to make available for you. So don't forget that. February the 28th, 6.30, Tuesday night. Young Marys. And um, also, all of you that is going over to Moss Bluff, Lake Charles, uh, please sign up. And um, we're going to go over there and have a great time at uh, Youth Weekend. If you have your Bibles today, turn to John chapter number 3. John chapter number 3. And uh, we'll start reading from verse number 14 and John chapter number 3 and verse number 14 the scripture says and as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him Should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Lord bless you. Put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven. Ask God for His help today. God, we need you in this place. We need your anointing. Come on, church. Help me pray today. We need Your help. We need Your touch. Anoint my words. Anoint our ears, God, to hear, to receive, and to respond to Your Word. And we'll give You all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Let's clap our hands together unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. I don't know today this might be... Uh, like Bible study number two uh, this morning and I do appreciate your attention today and I want to encourage all of uh, the young marriage that might be uh, all all the families that might be out teaching during uh, adult class um, at the end of this I want to uh, make these CDs available for you and uh, you can have those and I'd like for every one of you to listen to them. Uh, please i don 't know what happened. It sounded like something went off up here, but anyway uh, I, I I feel this um, on my heart today i 'd like to share with you and uh, maybe help you a little bit today in uh, whatever walk of life that you are if you 're a born again Christian, it will help you if you don 't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost, it will help you too but Uh, My subject today of what I would like to talk about is, He did it for me. He did it for me. Can I have all of you to say together, He did it for me? Amen. Amen. It makes a difference when you uh, feel that someone did something especially for you. And uh, I I have uh, been blessed at different times. And I've had people to do things nice uh, for especially me. And it's nice when they do it for all of us. It's nice when they do it for our family. Uh, but it's very nice when someone takes the time out to do something especially uh, for you as an individual. And uh, this scripture that I have read today... Uh, it, it, uh, is a very, very, uh, well-known scripture, St. John 3.16. And, uh, everybody, everybody pretty much across the religious world knows this scripture. And, uh, a lot of people bla- base their salvation on just verse number 16. But I feel like to get the meaning of what, uh, Jesus is saying to the people here, You must read all of what he has got to say. And uh, the Bible says, For God so loved the world. Praise God. She just wanted to see everybody today. That He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That those that believe on Him should not perish. You say, oh my goodness, do you believe that Scripture? I believe that Scripture with 100%. Amen. I believe exactly what the Scripture has said. And it also says that God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. We must have an understanding. And there's a lot of emphasis that is placed on this at a... Accepting Christ as your personal Savior. I believe that's a very important part to salvation. And all of us need to accept Him as our personal God. Now, accepting Him and saying, I accept Christ as my personal Savior, will not save you. Because we know the New Testament plan of salvation is given to us. Uh, in the second chapter of the book of Acts Where they ask what shall we do And he said repent and be baptized every one of you In the name of Jesus Christ For the remission of your sins And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost And he said this promise is unto you and to your children And all that are far off Even as many as the Lord our God shall call So when the question of salvation was brought up In Acts chapter 2, that was when Peter took the keys of the kingdom of heaven and he opened up the New Testament plan of salvation to the world. And so that plan of salvation is still the plan of salvation for today. Everybody that's going to be saved is going to repent of their sins, They're going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And they're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, now, what we must understand as people and get a grip on is that we must understand that God loves me. Now, when we bring everything and we're looking at a big picture today... We can say that God so loved the world. God loves the world. God loves everybody. God loves the good. God loves the bad. And it's easy for us to put a blanket out there and say that God loves everybody. But when we get an understanding and a revelation that what Jesus did on Calvary, He did for me. The pain and the agony that He went through on Calvary, He went through for me. Amen. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 39 says, Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. How are we filled with the fullness of God? First, we've got to have an understanding and a knowledge of the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Without an understanding of the love of Jesus Christ, we can never have the knowledge of God and the fullness of God. We've got to understand the price that was paid on Calvary. Amen. We were never worthy of the love of God. We could never do anything. You see, people get, get what we do and how we live all confused. And they get a misunderstanding, and they misinterpret of what we are doing. People said, "Oh, they're doing, they're living like that to try to justify themselves to be holy enough to go to heaven." You will never live holy enough to go to heaven. Amen. You can never abstain from the things of this world to be good enough to go to heaven. And they think our dress and the way that we conduct ourselves is to be saved. No. It's not to be saved at all. The reason why we do that is because we are saved. Amen. And we have come out from among the world. We have realized and understood the love of God. And He has shed it abroad in our heart. And we have come out from the world. And we're living a holy and a separated life. Not unto the world, but unto God. Amen. Amen. So when somebody corners you and they question you and say, Oh, oh, you're doing that to be saved. No, I'm doing this because I am saved. Because there is something that has taken place in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit. God changed me from what I was unto what God wants me to be. Amen. 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 We will never be worthy enough of the love of God. But God loves everybody. In Titus chapter 3 and verse number 3 it says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful, and hating one another. But after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man "...appeared not by works of righteousness, which ye have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace... We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. When we were sinners. When we were unworthy. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. When we were foolish. When we were disobedient. When we were deceived. When we were serving divers lusts. And pleasures, living in malice and envy, when we were hateful and hating one another, God shined His love toward us. We must understand that He did it for me. He loved me when I was unlovable. Amen. You ever seen anybody that just seemed to be unlovable? You tried to love them, and it just seemed impossible. They would do something every time to, when you' try to do something good, and uh, you'd try to, to do something uh, beneficial to them, and you would try to help them, and they would always do something, and it just seemed to make them unlovable. Amen, some of you that have teenagers can testify to this. Sometimes they don't appreciate very much that you do to them or for them. They don't appreciate the house that you provide for them. They don't appreciate the car that you provide for them. They don't appreciate the, the education that you're trying to provide for them. Amen. They seem to be unlovable at times. But when they were unlovable, Christ loved them. When we were foolish, Christ still loved us. Amen. When we were unlovable, Christ loved us. He did it for you. And He did it for me. When we were yet sinners, Romans chapter 5, verse number 8, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. This word commendeth in the Word of God. When you look at its original, uh, meaning, it says to set together. It means to be introduced to that when, but the God commendeth his love toward us. Amen. He, he set his love in us together. He introduced us to the love of God. When we were not worthy while we were yet sinners. You see us as Christians, as born again uh, Christians, been buried in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. If we are not very careful, sometimes we look down our self-righteous nose at The sinner and those who do not know God. And we say, oh, I'm so glad that God has saved me. And I am glad that God saved me. And you should be glad. That God saved you, but you must always remember that I once was like them. Amen. The Bible says, No adulterer, no fornicator. Amen. No, no this and no that. But then he said, Such were some of you, but you have been washed. What we happened to us, Amen, is one day we woke up and we got an understanding that God loves me. Amen. That God did it for me. What I'm trying to tell you today is no matter what, where no matter where you're at in life, no matter what walk of life that you are on, God has brought you to this place today because God loves you. Amen. Christ died on Calvary for your sins. God is ready to pick you up out of a horrible pit and give you his glorious love. Love and grace and mercy. He did it for me. He did it for me. Paul uses strong words to describe those whom the love of God was shown to. Amen. Three words that express the deficiencies of human beings. He said, we were without strength. We were without strength. When, when God looked at Israel and He said, I loved you when you were nobody. Amen. This is a His people. And this is what He did for His church. He said, Israel, when you were nobody. When you were in an open field, when you were polluted in your own blood, I picked you up. I cleaned you up. I wiped you off. I breathed into you the breath of life. Amen. I loved you when you were unlovable, when no one would think to touch you. I gave you mercy. I gave you grace. And I gave you love. Amen. So what I am trying to tell you today, amen, before you were anything, when you were a nobody, and no matter where you're at right now, God loves you. Amen He loves you so much That He walked up Calvary's hill And He said here Place the nails right there Put that nail right there I've got their name on it He looked through time And He saw us sitting in here this morning And He said I'm doing it for you I'm shedding my blood for you I'm giving you an opportunity To come into the holiest of holies Amen. Amen. He did it for me. He did it for me. When I was unworthy, when I was unlovable, you have got to get an understanding how much God loves you. Amen. Some people think that if they fail, and they make the mistake that God no longer loves them. You're so far from the truth. You're so far from an understanding of the love of God. You're so far from knowing what He went through to save you. Amen. I have children today. They have done things that disappointed me. They have done things that I wish they wouldn't have done. They have said things that I wish they would not have said. But I did not quit loving them because I went through a lot for them. My wife has went through a lot. For them, Amen. We still love them because they are our children. I come to tell you today that some of you have failed miserably, some of you have made mistakes, some has even walked away from God and walked away from the presence of the Lord. But I come to remind you today that He still sheds His love on you, that He still loves you. He has not thrown you away. He has. He has not cast you away. He has not pushed you aside. But my God of grace and mercy still loves us today. As they come to the music, I'm getting ready to close this morning. But you have got to get an understanding that He did it. For me. We look at Calvary's bloody, awful picture. The horror of Calvary. There's no way that Hollywood could describe how bad it really was. There's no way of reading the Word of God that we can really understand how terrible Calvary really was. We cannot understand the torture that He went through by being rejected. None of us like to be rejected. We all want to be accepted. Can you imagine someone that you had risen from the dead? That you said, rise and walk to the lame man? That you looked at the blind and said, receive your sight. And you look off of the balcony of Pilate's courtyards and see them screaming in your face, crucify Him. Crucify Him. Crucify Him. Crucify Him. Crucify Him. Why, what evil has this man done? Pilate would say, let His blood be upon us and our children, but crucify Him. When we understand the agony and the pain and the sorrow of them tying Him to the whipping post, and taking the whip and placing the stripes upon His back that was placed there for our healing. When we get an understanding of them humiliating Him by stripping Him down naked, And placing a crown of thorns on his head and saying, Hail, King of the Jews. When we realize the pain of that sore, bloody back, the Scripture tells us in prophecy that he was beaten so bad that he was not even able to be recognized who he was. As that cross is placed upon His back and He makes His way up Calvary, His back beaten like hamburger meat, blood flowing as He stumbles and falls, and the wounds that are on Him gets crusted up with dirt, get back up, kicking, spitting, slapping, cursing. Get back up, Jesus, King of the Jews. Make your way up Calvary's hill. And as He makes His way up to Calvary's hill, as they stretch Him out and nail Him to the cross, as they lift that cross into position, and like a fence post when you slide it off into the hole that is dug and prepared, For that fence post to settle. That cross with the thud hits the bottom. And every muscle in his body begins to tear. The nails in his hands and feet begin to tear his hands. Tops of his feet as a pressure to hold up the weight of his body. As they stick the spear in His side. And blood and water flows out. As He looks and He says, It is finished. What was the point? The point that I'm trying to make to you today as we get a vision of what Calvary really was all about that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That He did it for you. And He did it for me. And how can we, as people say, we can't live for Him? We can't serve Him? We can't make a commitment To this God. We can't make a commitment to Him when all that He did, He did it for me. So when I think about the pain and I think about the agony, I think about the rejection. Think about all that he went through. And I placed my name as he looked over and he told the women, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and weep for your children. And I just hear Jesus say, Homer, looper, I'm doing this for you, I know you're not born yet. I know it's 2,000 years in the future. But still, the blood of Calvary still flows. And the love of God is still real. As we all stand across this building today, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want everybody praying with me just for a moment. He did it for you. He did it for you. Now, will you live for Him? He did it for you. Now, will you commit to Him? He did it with you on His mind. Would you submit your life to Him? Would you raise your hands toward heaven and say, Here I am, God. I need You. I want You. I'm thankful for what You did. And I accept Your love that You have shown toward me. I wonder if anybody in this house this morning would like to step out from where you're standing and make your way to this front and say, Thank You, Lord. Thank You for what You did for me. Can you get a vision today that it was all about You? That He did it all for you? That He did it with you on His mind? That He went to Calvary just for you? Hallelujah. 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 Why don't somebody reach out to the Lord today? Why don't somebody reach out to the Lord today? Why don't somebody reach out to God today? And you're going to quit and you're going to walk out on God after all that he has done. That living for God is too difficult. That serving God is too much pressure. That coming to church is too hard. I don't think so He did it for me He did it for me He did it where I could feel His presence He did it where I could sit in His house He did it where I don't have to die lost He did it where I don't have to go to hell He loved me while I was yet a sinner He had mercy on me I wonder if any saint of God could really give him praise right now while I was yet a sinner. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for having mercy on me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blessings on me. Thank you, God, for what you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, that I can feel your presence in your house today. Hallelujah. He paid the price. He paid the price. He paid the price. All you've got to do today is accept it. All you've got to do is understand today He did it for me. I want to love Him back. He loves me and I want to love Him back. He loves me and I want to serve Him He loves me and I want to be what He wants me to be. He loves me and I want to give Him my life. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody thank Him right now. Somebody give Him praise right now. Somebody thank Him for His love right now. Somebody thank Him for His mercy right now. Oh, I praise You, Lord. Oh, I praise You, Lord. Oh, I thank You, Lord. Thank You for what You've done for me. Thank You for how You've blessed me. Thank You for Your love that You've shown to me, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah Oh, we're serving a good God We're serving a merciful God We're serving a loving God We're serving a caring God Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. Why don't we all sing it together right now? Sing it from your heart right now. Hallelujah. How many is thankful for the cross? Thank you for the cross, Jesus. Thank you for Calvary. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice, church. Lift up your voice, church. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. One more time. Sing it from your heart. Sing it like you love him today. Sing it like you're going to love him back right now. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. His mercy and His grace. While we were yet sinners, Christ died.